The information on this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a qualified licensed professional counselor or a qualified licensed medical provider. Hello, you guys, and we are back for another session of the Evolving Chair Podcast with your host, Lakeisha. Um, So this weekend has been pretty quiet, pretty quiet. Um, Just been kind of enjoying my family and, and getting things together um for my office and, and these mindful Mondays. So make sure you guys tune in. Um I have the outline posted on my social media. So if you're following me um or if you have not followed me yet, go to at the evolving chair on Instagram or on Facebook, the evolving chair podcast or the evolving chair. Um, I took out the podcast part. Um, and on Twitter, it's the evolving chair, but without the R at the end, cause Twitter won't let me be great. But, um, I posted my mindful Mondays for the next few Mondays in April of this month. And so hopefully you, you, Catch me live because it'll be 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. I will go live on Instagram. I'll try and figure out how to to do it simultaneously um, and get another um, uh, system going for Facebook so I can post live in that group as well. Um, but I, I really hope you guys um, hop on the live and join me. I'll be talking about some great topics um so yes so so I really hope you guys take um note of those things but um pop therapy today I am going to just highlight I don't know if many of you um ever watched um Tyler Perry's House of Pains when it was on TBS and I loved that show um and now they have the reboot of the pains and but it's it's just Curtis and Ella and then um new characters mixed in and so this episode I just watched over the weekend um it talked about trauma (laughs) I know like my brain sometimes I be trying to turn my brain off but then I end up watching stuff and I'm just like oh my goodness like they are talking about something that I need to share with people um and one of uh the storyline was the little girl was having nightmares so she would always be screaming in the night having nightmares because her mom's um abusive boyfriend would put like a dead rat in the room um to scare the girl and you know she would just have have the nightmares of that and to keep in mind too that her mom um was being hit on um was being physically hit and abused by the the boyfriend and so it was some domestic violence going on in the home as well but again um just to see these conversations being added into what we watch and and you know for us to even take a moment outside of what's on tv to have these real conversations in real life because you know this the these stories are reflective of what some people may go through and and you know just knowing how to really support those individuals um, and us not be afraid to have these conversations with people because your mental health it, it is key for you to be the best version of you that you can be. And so when we have these traumatic events happening, um, that actually rewires our brain. And so we may not be able to process, um, compare, process, well enough compared to somebody of our age who may not necessarily have had um, something traumatic as that. And and what I also like to share with people too, when you do go through something traumatic and you have that support in place that have helped you heal from that, that helps to rewire your brain to, for it to get back on track. Um, so I think this is just a continued conversation for us to to talk about, especially amongst the minority communities about trauma and what it looks like, um, how to support individuals with um, that have experienced trauma and that not 
may not have necessarily have healed from it um, or you yourself are, are dealing with things that you're being triggered by. So again, this is just a great conversation and I just thought it was good to highlight um, Tyler Perry's House of Pain, which is on OWN um, and you can catch it Friday night. Um, so yeah, so I'm just so, so excited. And actually my, my wonderful guest that I'll have today will actually be talking um, a bit about trauma, Miss Elisa Bokeen, and she is a licensed marriage and family therapist, relationship therapist, and sexuality expert. And she's the owner and founder of the Relationship and Sexual Wellness Healing Center. And she believes that we all do our best in life with what we know at that time. And there comes a point in our lives where what we know isn't enough for us to live authentic, satisfying, healthy lives at the point life challenges us to grow, challenges us to grow. And so I'm just so honored that she said yes to be a part of the podcast. And she's actually half of um, the the co-founding team of Melanin and Mental Health as well. And she's a podcast host um, as well, too. Um, her her podcast is called Between the Sessions or Between Sessions. I'm sorry. And so I'm just so excited for you guys to just hear her and what she has to say. And I know you surely will be like, you know what? She is a dope therapist. And so we'll be right back after this with Miss Elisa Bokeen. And don't forget, you are listening to the Evolving Chair podcast. All right, you guys, welcome back. And I am joined by my beautiful guest, Miss Elisa Bokeen. Y'all give it up for her. Woo! Oh. And thank her for saying yes <laughs> to be a part well, of today's podcast. Well, thank you for, for inviting me. I'm excited to be here. And, you know, I'm very, I'm very thankful you invited me to be part of this, this wonderful podcast that you have going here. Thank you. Thank you so much. And so you want to say a quick hi to the TC listeners. <laughs> yes. Hello. And thank you for having me here. I hope that we, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward. I know we're going to have some great stuff that we talk to them about and hopefully keep them entertained. Yes. Yes. And before we dive into the nitty gritty, Miss Elisa, can you kind of just talk to us? How did you even start in wanting to be a therapist? Sure. You know, it's funny because I always wanted to be a therapist. I think I always knew oh. on some level I was that I was that kid in middle school that her girlfriends were coming and asking to her for advice, <laughs> you know, uh-huh. the, 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 the boy crazy girl who was looking at the bad boy thinking about <laughs> who wasn't loving him. <laughs> yeah. You know, oh, yeah. I, I knew, <laughs> I knew people had a story mm. and I wanted to know their story story. And so um always wanted to be one in my 20s I set off to be one, you know, I was a psych major, mm-hmm. but I was also um in my family the first one to go off to college. So mm, wow. I, I really didn't know then what to expect and you know my 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 parents are are immigrants and have grade school educations and so They wanted me to have an education. They didn't know how to guide me, though. So took a lot of classes I didn't need, like Modern Dance 1 and Modern Dance 2. (laughs) Well, I'm pretty sure you learned some pretty good dance moves or, you know, got a little tone and whatnot. (laughs) I think I even took a weight training class, so a lot of wasted time. And then I was like, wow, it's going to take a long time to be a therapist. Mm. Um, so I also always had kind of this entrepreneur mindset. Mm-hmm. So I ended up um, taking about as long as if I would have just gone to grad school um, and had an undergrad in marketing. Oh. And then later on in life, around 37, mm-hmm. um is when I was like, you know, I still want to do this therapist thing. And I went back to grad school. Wow. And yeah. So that, you know, kind of developed from there. Because, you know, in, in grad school, you you learn the basics of whatever it is you're going to be a therapist. I'm a marriage mm-hmm. and family therapist. Started working with couples. Uh, also found that I really loved working individually with um, with women. 
Mm. And it started off as um, with adolescent girls who'd been sexually abused. And so found that I, you know, really loved working with them and being part of their healing process and then working with couples. And so I knew I needed to learn more then about how to work with trauma and Mm -hmm. sexuality. Um, So, yeah. So ended up getting additional training so I could be uh, a sex therapist as well. And so that's kind of been the condensed version of how I ended up here. Okay. I love it, though. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's been a ride. Oh, wow. That is so awesome. And now let's Mm -hmm. let's talk a little bit about what is a sex therapist, because I think people don't really understand that concept of um, what is the purpose and the benefits, Mm -hmm. you know. So, yes, they don't always understand. They have a real sensationalized version sometimes Mm -hmm. of what they think it is usually when people find out i'm a sex therapist there's two reactions (laughs) they're either like oh you know (laughs) like tell me more or it's oh (laughs) (laughs) oh goodness (laughs) yes and so you know all it is is that i received additional training uh, very very rigorous training uh in how to how to help clients around issues around sexuality. And so um, my, the program I attended was University of Michigan. It's a year program. Um, I had additional supervision, you know, and, mm-hmm. and really it's the benefits of it are our sexual health, our sexual wellness, our mm-hmm. sexual our sexuality mm-hmm. is part of who we are as humans. Mm-hmm. And yet we often don't have the information. We don't have the words um, on how to have that be at its optimal, in its optimal state. Mm -hmm. And so by addressing any issues um, that one might have around their sexuality, the benefits are that you are more integrated within yourself, right? Mm, Your sexual part of you is also balanced. Mm-hmm. That's that is so true. Thank you mm-hmm. for sharing that. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And now I know um a lot of your work as you stated, you have worked with individuals of trauma. Can we kind of mm-hmm. break down what trauma is? Because I think, you know, and I think even amongst the minority community, you know, yeah. I think we ha- even have a habit of always like talking about trauma, but maybe not really giving people specifics or examples of what is trauma and what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Such a great question. Um, and, and the interesting part about trauma is that what may be traumatizing for one person yes. may not be mm-hmm. traumatic for another person. Yes. And really trauma is any situation um event that may happen to you or to someone else or or just even hearing about it that the reaction that you have to it is so overwhelming um that it really sort of alters your your way of being it alters your brain it alters how you respond um to anything that might trigger you so that might be being sexually violated it might Mm -hmm. be a car accident um it might be hearing um news that Mm -hmm. someone you know or that you love was the victim of some sort of violence or or injury or what have you Mm -hmm. so really trauma is just like in that moment you're so overwhelmed um, by whatever it is that has happened or that you've witnessed and then your body's natural response cycle that we have when when we're caught off guard you get stuck in it somewhere Mm -hmm. in that cycle exactly Uh, mm -hmm. yeah and I love to you know always share with people because many people don't know that like you had touched on you know um trauma alters our brain and so even Mm -hmm. with that being said like your brain development is stunted and it's at that age of what the trauma has occurred so you know we see these um individuals who might have something um traumatic happen to them as children right and Mm -hmm. yet you know people are like but why are they acting like that they're not acting you know like a 20 year old but if you break it down and they're acting more of like that 16 year old or that Mm -hmm. four year old we have to keep in mind 
that the trauma has stunted their development because mm-hmm. they have not gotten that support to help um, rewire their brain. Right. Yeah. And it really trauma. Um, it's this uh, it's an involuntary response. And that's the part that I really want our communities, especially our communities, um, to understand because we, you know, I've talked about this before in that we often wear our suffering as a badge. It's like, how much can we tolerate? Mm. And trauma, there's no wishful thinking or positive thinking that you can do um, to get past trauma. Trauma is really something that you're it, it gets stored in your body. Mm-hmm. Um, so you might, whatever response you have to it is involuntary. And a lot of times um, you're not even aware of how you're responding. Yes. And that's why it's not, trauma is not just, hey, get over it. You know, it happened, yes. let it go. It's it's something that your body takes over in that, in that um, moment that you're being triggered. Yes. And I'm glad you highlighted that (laughs) Mm because I think everybody needs to definitely hear that over and over again. Absolutely. Um, Yes. And now let's talk a little bit about about trauma and relationships. So when we go into a relationship Mm -hmm. um, and we can use an example of somebody that may have been sexually abused as a Mm -hmm. child. Mm -hmm. What does that look like in terms of them being able to find security and trust in an individual? um, Yeah you know, as they transition on into adulthood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I think even noting that even if it wasn't sexual trauma, it could have yes. been physical trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, it could have been emotional trauma. And so it really can wreak havoc on your relationship. I mean, it's wreaking havoc on your life. Yes. And so what often happens is there is an inability to be fully vulnerable in a relationship. Mm. Um, and that might be, you know, sexually, well, it may, it, it may, you may begin to see maybe that there are, um, it's difficult to be present during sex, or for some reason, you just can't enjoy sex, or um, it, it might be an out of body re- response that you have, or what have mm-hmm. you, but you're not able to fully enjoy it. Um, emotionally, Um, It may just be that you never fully can open yourself um, to the other person. And maybe you don't notice it, but maybe the other person is like, you might get the feedback from them. You know, Mm -hmm. like, I don't feel like you fully trust me or I don't feel like you fully love me or what have you. Um, Or physically, it may be, uh, for example, if if you and your partner disagree and um, let's say your voices start to raise, maybe they're not getting I'm not even talking about violence here. Mm -hmm. Right. Because violence that in it of itself. But let's just say you just are so triggered by conflict Mm. that you avoid having difficult conversations. And so really what trauma does, it robs you of your ability to experience physical, sexual, emotional intimacy with somebody because we don't feel safe being vulnerable. And vulnerability is at the root of the ability to experience intimacy with another person, even with our, within ourselves. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow. And now... Alisa, if you have that person in front of you who mm-hmm. um, are, are being triggered constantly from whether it's like conflict, mm-hmm. um, you know, we know like sensory stuff can be a big thing, smells, um, mm-hmm. um, noises, touch, right. things like that. How, how do you work through that with an individual, even when, so, they're, even when they're in a relationship? Sure. Well, um, I think it's important to know that if there if you have a history of trauma and one is, I think so often, again, especially our communities, we want to downplay like that's not trauma. That's just how we were raised. Yes. Yes. Like like that. Okay. well, it happened. And like, you know, or or we don't want to be. Uh, labeled as victims or what have you. Um, And so I think the importance of just why it's important to just 
call it what it is, Hmm. is because when we call it what it is, now we can do something about it, Mm, right? Like it's not going to go away just because you won't acknowledge it. It's just going to continue to rob you of, of your ability to fully experience life. So working with a professional that is skilled in treating trauma is going to be key, right? Mm -hmm. Because um, I think, again, our our communities, we will often go to our religious leaders, our, um, you know, uh, churches, uh, what have you, whatever, spiritual faith, which I'm not against Mm -hmm. at all. Um, You know, we've just, you see it a lot now. It's like we can simultaneously pray and go to therapy right Mm -hmm. and 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 sometimes even find therapists who who you can pray with right like bring that into the session but I would say seeking the assistance of a mental health professional who is trained in treating trauma Mm -hmm. who can begin to process and unravel um some of what has what has happened in a way where it's in a controlled Mm. safe environment and knowing that the clinician is skilled enough to know not to take you in so deep that Mm. you're going to be overwhelmed and wherever it is that they take you they're going with you and they are going to be also giving you the resources and the new skills to go there without being overwhelmed and then to come back. And that in it of itself is what begins to rewire your brain mm-hmm. and to dissolve the trauma. Yes. And I love that. And and I'm thinking that this is just even a good like kind of segue if um for those individuals who may have experienced trauma and are like, you know what, I'm ready to heal. I'm ready to acknowledge this stuff and call Mm -hmm. it what it is. Mm -hmm. How can they go about finding a a licensed therapist who specializes in trauma? Sure. Um, Because that, that process in and of itself of finding a therapist, I recognize how overwhelming that can be, Um, Mm -hmm. you know? And so when seeking a therapist, you know, there's a lot of, um, either get a referral from mm-hmm. someone that you know, um, or of course, you know, I'm, we'll talk about it more, but you know, I'm co-founder of Melanin and Mental Health, where uh, we have an online directory. Uh, you know, we have Melanin and Mental Health, and there's there's other directories as well. Um, Therapy for Black Girls, um, you got Psychology Today, Melanin and Mental Health, where you can go on these directories and look to see what clinicians are in your area. And when you're looking through their profiles, look to see, does it say that they work with trauma, Hmm. right? Like, does it say that they specialize in addressing trauma? Um, I would say those would be the best ways. And then call them, call Hmm. them and interview them. You know, you don't have to go into deep detail about what it is, um, that you that has happened but you can let them know you know i'm in the process of looking for a new therapist um generally speaking these are some of the issues i'd like to address can you tell me a little bit about how you might um what is the the, you know kind of the the approach that you take um to to helping clients um address these types of issues and then more than anything that's not necessarily for you to learn what model they're using or what approach but for you to get a feel for the person on the phone. Yes. Because that connection with your therapist is going to be essential to your healing process. Yes. Um, and, and just staying along the lines of trauma, maybe mm-hmm. like about um, a little while ago, you know, and I, and I think of just everything that's in the news today, right? Mm-hmm. Um, with, the officer um, brutality and things mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. and how how does the, how does trauma impact a culture? Even mm-hmm. if, if that can even be summed up in, you know oh, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We just—it's yeah. funny because we just talked about this last week on the podcast that I do about how the headlines can be triggering. So, really, just even right now, I would say to your listeners. Um, Just even right now, as we just kind of been talking about trauma and the introduction of this topic here, just take a minute 
to just notice what you're feeling in your body at mm-hmm. this moment. And you can kind of notice, has your heart started to palpitate maybe a little bit quicker? You know, is your breathing um, slowing down? Are you breathing at all? And the way that it impacts the culture, it's it's very real because it's sort of like you just, just for existing in the world, it feels that's a threat. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just because I exist. <laughs> I'm not even talking about because I'm in a, you know, um, there's some something else going on where I'm living. It's just just who I am when I walk out my door yeah. is not safe. Mm. And so seeing the headlines, um, it hits close to home. I mean, it, we're talking about that, you know, like everything that you're seeing. I notice it even within myself. Like um, we recently took a, a road trip with Melanin and Mental Health and we were getting pulled over wow. and we were all so nervous we were so nervous I'm like oh my god you know and and it was real like the fear that you're feeling Mm. like our hearts start my heart started racing you know you 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 kind of like kind of feel that blood just kind of drop you know (laughs) down to your feet um you just the messages that you're hearing is that you just don't know what to expect or when to expect it and that's very unsettling you know, that's very unsettling. So absolutely, it's going to impact um, our everyday lives. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a book. I can't remember who wrote it. Um, and it wasn't specifically about that the topic of culture and trauma, but it, it was a great title. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I kind of hoard books. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like, I just take comfort in having them. Like, you know, I don't uh-huh. necessarily always get through <laughs> <laughs> Just to know you got it. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of like an info junkie. Like, I can never get enough info. Um, and it was called um, The Trauma of Everyday Living. Mm. And I think when you are a person of color, there is a trauma just in everyday living because of you know, the outward aggressions that we experience, but the microaggressions that we experience on a daily basis. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that is so, so true. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to look it up now. Okay, Mark Epstein? That was probably, a, yeah. I, I'm like, yeah, I think I have it, like, I'm, I'm looking around here, too, because I'm like, I know I still have that book, but yeah, you know, I, and... um again it's just true i think more and more you're we and i don't know that we can necessarily say that it's happening more i think it's just with the world that we live in we're taking you know we're hearing about it faster yeah uh we're and i think that's what makes it even more distressing is that you're seeing it there's video of it Mm. You know, like, and you oh, still want to tell us that it's not happening or that, you know, it's kind of like that, um, you know, like gaslighting. Like you want to tell me that what's happening is not happening when I see it happening, when I experience it happening, it mm. um, when I'm uh, when you're seeing it happen and then you're still telling me that it's not happening. You know, yeah. um, all of that wreaks havoc also on our mental health. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And now, Lisa, what are like a few tips somebody um, can practice while helping somebody or su- supporting somebody who um, has had uh, trauma and they haven't necessarily worked through it yet? Mm. Oh, that's a great question. Oh, that's such a great question. Um, I think the first thing that I would stress is your own self-care, mm, you know, like yeah. really checking in with, with yourself because um, the first thing I would say is find out more about trauma. Like mm, um, yeah. if the person that you're supporting, especially if it's a uh, partner, your romantic partner, somebody that you love, I would say um, really get more educated on the topic of trauma. A um, couple of good books would be um, The Body Keeps the Score, Yes, a great, great book. book. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, great book. Um, Peter Levine also, um, I believe it's called Waking the Tiger. Um, that's another great book on trauma. But getting educated on trauma so that you can understand 
how this is impacting that individual. Because what can happen is when you're with somebody who's who has a trauma history, um, and we all have some trauma, you know, on some level. There's yes. what we call right, like mm-hmm. everybody's got something. <laughs> yep. We got that um big T trauma and then little T trauma, right? Yes. And um but when you've been with someone who has significant trauma in their history and they haven't done any work, it can be really easy to personalize mm. some of the behavior you might be seeing. Um, for example, if you're having some sort of argument or if there is some sort of conflict and that person's trauma response is to freeze, um, you might just interpret that as they don't care. You know, yeah. they don't care. Um, they're detached. And so that may just be that they have disassociated, you know, Mm -hmm. at the time. So really getting educated on trauma and how that impacts an individual and then begin to see some of those signs um, that might be happening that can also cause conflict. And then I would say the other reason why it's important for you to be educated on it is because you may unknowingly be re-triggering their trauma. Mm. perhaps you know um be that during conflict be during sex you know i see this Mm -hmm. happen a lot where couples um where one of them might have some sort of trauma history and um they're not understanding how that's showing up in the bedroom and so there may be something that you say or you do or that you see happen to them um that you then respond in a way where it may re-trigger their trauma. Um, So really, I think being educated on that and then knowing that you can't push anybody, the worst thing you can do is to try and rush somebody into the process of processing trauma because it is a very slow process. It's a very delicate process. Um, so, So yeah, that's what I would say. Awesome. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. (laughs) Yes. And and even the book, you know, the different books that you've suggested. um, Mm -hmm. I really hope people do take advantage of that and go get those books. Because, Mm -hmm. again, in in our communities, that is something that I think we just need to um, increase our knowledge on. Right. And not look at it as, oh, this is just how life is or mm-hmm. you you know what I mean? It just happens to everybody or whatever. Um, oh, yeah. Or that also this kind of um, if it's not just like what's happened, but you may it, I would get this a lot like from my I have a long line of, you know, women in my family who they're like, that's just, you know, suck it up type. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. You know, my my mother, she still don't respect the fact that I'm a mental health practitioner, you know? She's like, get out here with your trauma stuff, you know? Like- <laughs> now, now, Elisa, how do you battle that? Because I feel like I battle that mm-hmm. sometimes with family mm-hmm. members, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't anymore. I okay. don't battle it, okay. right? Like, yeah, it's like... Yeah, they either want me to be their therapist or they want me to um, not be not not have a human response to mm. stuff. Right. Because it's like, yeah. well, why are you getting mad? You're a therapist. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> being a therapist does not mean I'm Mother Teresa. It just means I understand, you exactly. know, like, but I think, yeah, I think people think therapists and they think like spiritual emotional guru on the mountaintop who's never uh, responsive you know (laughs) so I don't battle it anymore I'm just like okay yeah Yeah. I'm much better at setting boundaries with them so that's 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 probably Mm. how I'm able to to handle it yes and I get so offended when they be like what trauma what is that Because I know for me, I used to be like, but no, look, you need to understand. Yes, yes, yes. And, you know, I, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I might make a one sentence comp response uh-huh. or something. Uh-huh. And they kind of know now, like, but I've done, you know, with the. Yeah. Then, then, they're not listening anyways. You know? <laughs> but they are, though, too, because you will also see, you know, those those friends and those family members who are now considering therapy Mm. 
mm, or yeah. or they're fine or you know you're 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 kind of giving them some feedback on what may be what happened with grandma and grandpa and blah 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 you know and they're like mm-hmm. oh you know well they're listening more also mm. but you know your family tries to keep you humble too so they, they will do. <laughs> <laughs> they do <laughs> <laughs> absolutely absolutely yes now let's shift gears a little bit and okay. talk about melanin and mental health yes and i know melanin. you are a co-founder of it so if you can yes. like even you know let's shout out your better half for that helping you yes out. <laughs> yes ebony harris yes so um you know melanin and mental health it's 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 so it's so interesting how the universe works and how this social media world works and so i have been in private practice for a few years. My mm-hmm. private practice is um, the Relationship and Sexual Wellness Center. And so I started following um, Ebony on Instagram. And I was really, um, I really liked how she was using social media and being a therapist. Because, you know, in our field, I think, yes. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. they're just kind of trying to figure out how yeah. to use social media. Yeah. And um, so reach out to her and we meet up for lunch and then we started having the conversation because we both are of the mindset of, you know, where are all the other black and brown therapists because we want to refer our clients to them. Mm. And I would have people call me specifically because of what I look like. Right. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so they're like, uh, you know, but if I might not be able to help them because I if I don't take insurance or right. I don't see children. So we had a conversation like, well, we should put together like a Facebook group or something, you know, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, yeah, yeah. We're both super busy. So I just kind of started one day, like, you know, you're those moments where you're in the shower and something comes to you. And so <laughs> oh yeah. It was like melanin and mental health. I was like, Hmm. What is that? So it really kind of became at that point, the social media campaign where I was like, I'm going to put just information out there on mental health to really reach out to um, black and Latinx communities and really normalize um, the conversation. Mm -hmm. And then Ebony and I kind of like reconnected and we're like you know what let's go ahead and do this let's do let's do a happy hour and we'll invite all the like other therapists in town by then the social media was kind of going we had a facebook Mm -hmm. and you know how hard it is to get people to come out when you're yeah like like invite your friends and i'll invite my friends we'll Uh have like six seven people Uh and that first event there was like 25 people that showed up wow and people we didn't know. And so everybody kept saying the same thing, like, oh, my goodness, thank you so much for doing this. I've been wanting to connect with other people, you know, on these resources. And from there, we were like, okay, this, we're not the only ones that need to know mm. where the other black and brown therapists are. So from there, you know, Melanin Mental Health, we set up the website, which has the online directory. Um, we have merchandise because that's the other thing we want to do is you know, really just, we, you know, we say therapy is dope and self-care yes. is sexy, you know, mm-hmm. because we want to be able to have these conversations that, that being in control and intentional and unapologetic about our healing yeah. is what we really need in our communities to change the narrative of we're strong because look at everything Mm. that we endure. Hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah. And we're also strong because we also know that we also deserve access to healing and that we're going to be intentional about our healing. And so melanin and mental health, that's what we're doing. You know, we put, we have the the website to put um, information out there, articles, the merchandise to combat the stigma of therapy and then the directory which is a national directory um of clinicians yeah you also do the happy hours um do them in houston but we've also done one in chicago and dallas and we're going to be in austin and so we just want you know what we say is we're trying to change the face of therapy on both sides of the couch yes i love that i Mm -hmm. love that 
And now, how long have you guys been up and running with melanin and mental health? Mental, that's the wild thing is really this, the response was so big and so quick. I mean, officially the website didn't even go up till like last October, I think it was. Wow. Yes. And so we really, I mean, January was um, a year as far as the social media going, but the actual website and like, okay, this is what we're doing. Like last October. Wow. So we're still in the baby phases, yeah. growing phases. Um, you know, our vision to spread this message as far and as wide as we can and get more people in the field, get more black and brown people in the field. Yes. Um, and more black and brown people in the in the on the therapy couch as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is so awesome. And now you guys have a podcast yes. as well called Between Sessions. Talk a little bit about the podcast and yes. what led you guys to want it to be like, you know what? Let's take this um, message and this mission a step further. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So Ebony is like the podcast queen. She has <laughs> a podcast called uh, Room for Relations. That she's been doing, I think, for about four years. Um, and so she was like, we got to do a podcast, right? Like we got to do a podcast now. And so every week um, we tackle different um, mental health issues that are affecting our community. You know, we've talked about um, why don't, you know, black and brown people go to therapy? Why don't Mm -hmm. black and brown men go to therapy? Why don't black and brown women go to therapy? Um, Last week we talked about, you know, what happens if the, um, if the headlines are triggering you and really our podcast is just, it's really just a a casual conversation that she and I have every week. We Mm -hmm. record it um, live on Facebook live. And so it's just, again, another way to show um, how accessible these conversations are and how they don't have to be filled with therapeutic jargon, Mm -hmm. you know, like we just, Two brown chicks that love therapy. (laughs) (laughs) And we love talking about these issues. And these are, these are not, these are issues that affect everybody and they affect us. And so we just want people to see that we're just like you. Um, And that that means whether you want to be in this field or whether you want to go see a therapist doesn't have. We're still very professional. We know our stuff. We're educated. Mm. And, (laughs) you know, we are also relatable. You know Mm. what I mean? Yeah. Um, So that's really our mission is just to kind of kind of remove that wall that I think has been there for so long between our communities and this field right because it it really wasn't the mental health field really wasn't designed with us in mind that's so true that's true (laughs) and so we are out here redesigning it that's what yes yes and i love to tell tell people we are representing the face of therapy right because we are not just gonna be your typical therapist you see on tv um from back in the day (laughs) yeah yeah you know you're not gonna lay down on the couch oh You know, and I think it really is, again, if you can really shift your idea of why it's so important for us to understand that therapy is also important is because therapy is healing. It's being an active participant in your healing. And so historically, who benefited from us not healing? It wasn't Mm. us. (laughs) Mm. It wasn't us, you know. So it's more than anything is understanding why it's for us is because we also deserve um, to be balanced and healthy and be able to receive everything that life has to offer, not just the challenges, not to just overcome the challenges and Mm -hmm. to live with them. Yeah. Yeah. 
That is so awesome. And before we let you go, Miss um, Elisa, one of my mm-hmm. friends, um, maybe we, we met like maybe like a few weeks ago. And one thing she said that like continues to ring in my ear is she's like, we do therapeutic things, but we don't do therapy. Mm. And when she said that, I was just like, you are so right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's that's really good it is and I'm just like you know like you said therapy is dope and the reason for it it being dope you can truly begin to heal oh absolutely so go ahead yeah it it, you know the self-awareness that you gain um with therapy and you don't have to be in crisis. You don't have to have a major mental health diagnosis. Mm -hmm. Everybody has issues around their mental health because we all have stress on some level. Right. Mm -hmm. And so therapy is, is about really having this space where the focus is you and the ways that you want to grow and the ways that you want to heal. And I can't think of anything more exciting than having you know a dedicated time to where the investment or the focus is just on my growth Mm. you know like yes yes, please (laughs) yeah like (laughs) i love my therapist i tell people all the time therapy therapists need therapy too come on you know, going to therapy for me is a way that I stay balanced. Um, it's a way that like, again, you don't have to have major issues. It can be like a maintenance type of yes. deal. Like go in, check in. How you doing? Oh, I get to just, you know, let go and, and, and just, you know, mm-hmm. have that time for just myself and whatever reflection I need or whatever might be on my heart that day, you know, letting that go. But um, if we can really begin to shift our idea of what we think therapy is, I think that will also help um, for us to give it that opportunity to give it that chance. Yes. So that means that we're coming away from those Mm -hmm. stigmas about Mm -hmm. it. Like that's only what a white person thing or you got to have an extreme um, mental health illness. No, Mm -hmm. we know. Mm -hmm. No, (laughs) absolutely not. And, and there's different therapists for different reasons. You have some, who you know, again, maybe it's just, I really want to reach this goal and I'm having trouble reaching it. What, mental blocks or emotional blocks might be there that I'm not even aware of. And that's just because when you're, we're too close in our situation to see it. It's just like, if I have food on my face, I hope you tell me, right. But you're going to see it. <laughs> right. Or you can tell me, you know, you got a little something right there on your cheek, but I can't see it unless I have a mirror. And so that is mm. what your therapist serves as that mirror to reflect back Whatever it is you got on your face that you walk around with. I love that. I love that you said that. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, I thank you so much, Alisa, for joining me. Thank you you for having me. Thank you so much. And if you can drop your social media handles, websites, things like that for people to connect with you. Because I know they're going to be like, she dope. And she a dope (laughs) therapist. So I need to connect with her. Yeah, and I also have a gift for them. I have a self-care reset guide oh, that yes. they can download for free. You go okay. to trswc.com and click on goodies. You will see the downloadable link for a self-care reset guide. Um, just to kind of gives you an idea like how close you might be to burnout. Um, mm. And I don't want you to burn out. So, um, <laughs> but you can also follow me at TRSWC Houston. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. And you can also follow Melanin and Mental Health um, on Instagram, Facebook, on Twitter. We're uh, Melanin Health because Twitter doesn't want us to be great and limits how many. <laughs> you know what? I promise. I'll be like. <laughs> so Twitter's Melanin Health. And of course, the website, melaninandmentalhealth.com, where you'll have articles and blogs and therapy is dope merchandise <laughs> and the Between Sessions podcast as well. 
Yes. Well, we we definitely thank you for dropping all the knowledge and gems you have dropped today for us. Well, thank you. I'm so grateful for um, for you allowing me to uh, be part of this and, and to continue spreading this message that I'm so passionate about. Thank you. Thank you. You're and, welcome. And we'll be right back after this. For you, the listeners of the Evolving Chair podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their services. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com backslash T-E-C-P-O-D. Again, that's audibletrial.com backslash T-E-C-P-O-D for your free audiobook today. All right, and we are back. I want to thank my wonderful guest, Miss Elisa Bokeen. And I want to thank our sponsors for today's show, Audible. And so you guys, make sure you guys go follow um, Elisa's social medias and connect with her. Melanin and Mental Health, they're doing some great things for the community. And so just for you guys to connect with them and interact with them on, on social media. And you know, it... it and the books that she named, a few of them are on Audible. So go ahead and cop that book using my free Audible trial so you can get those books and, and learn more about trauma and, and educating yourself to be able to support others. Um, so, yes. Yeah, so the wellness tip for today, you know what? I think it will be hashtag increase knowledge. And so whether that is you're learning more information about trauma, you're learning more information about therapy, about mental health, something to help you be your best version of you. So those things that you need to work on internally and just just do, doing the work and getting the information and the knowledge to help support you in that. And so, yes, that will be the uh the hashtag we will use is just increase knowledge and so we'll use hashtag increase knowledge and so I thank you guys for definitely rocking with me um I, I actually will be celebrating my one year in a few weeks and so I'll do like a little special video for that but I just want to thank you guys for your continued support and um remember if you have questions or topics that you think would be good to address on the podcast please don't hesitate to email me at podcast at TheEvolvingChair.com or DM me, um, send me a message. So yes, I thank you guys. And until next time, you guys be well and peace. Hey, TC listeners, don't forget to like and subscribe this podcast. It can be found on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And don't forget to connect with me on social media, on Instagram at The Evolving Chair, Facebook, The Evolving Chair, Twitter at The Evolving Chair without the R and my new email address podcast at theevolvingchair.com. So send in your questions if you are interested in being a guest or want to be on the chair with Lakeisha.